Blog Talk Radio. Coming at you live. It is Buzzworthy Radio, where you can get the latest buzz on all your favorite shows and stars. Buzzworthy starts now. Hi, I'm Crystal Chappelle from Guiding Light, and you are watching the brilliant Buzzworthy Radio. Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome to a new edition of Buzzworthy. We are your hosts, Navelle J. Lee and Matthew Preston, on this Thursday, August 6, 2009, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific Coast Time, on blogtalkradio.com. Phone number to dial in is 646-595-4228. We have the chat room up and running right now, so you can pose your questions in there. Also, send us emails at navly at buzzworthyradio.com. Net. We're going to be joined by tonight by Christoph St. John, who plays the role of Neil Winters on VFA Times, The Young and the Restless. And if you listened to our Daniel Goddard show a few weeks ago, yeah, boy, homeboy, homeboy made a nice little cameo appearance on our show, but now he's going to be back for a full-fledged interview. And uh, homeboy is with us right now, I believe. What's going on, man? <laughs> Is that Navelle? Yeah, it is. Navelle J. Lee, my man. What's what? happening, brother? What is happening, man? I am uh, just getting done with the gym. I raced home. I had uh, my little one in the kids' club at the gym who uh, must think I'm absolutely crazy because I tore out of there at 100 miles an hour. What? Letting her know that, that daddy had to get back the house because I didn't bring the number with me to call in for the interview show tonight. So, nice. uh, but it's all good, man. I got her watching SpongeBob SquarePants, eating some grub. I had enough time to give her some apple juice, and uh, we're on it, baby. I'm glad to be here. Nice. It's great to have you here with us. After how long has it taken to get you here? Like maybe what? A few weeks? A few months? Maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe it'll be a few weeks, few months. Sure, I'll go along with that. We'll go, we'll, actually, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Uh, we had some fun um, recently with Daniel Goddard, didn't we? I I, I think so, and I I want to bring on uh, I want to bring on someone who was there for that, and uh, this is Matt. So Matt, speak up. <laughs> hey, what is up, everybody? How are you, Matt? I'm doing good, buddy. How are you? I'm doing good. It's awesome to talk to you again, and yeah, we were so like happy when you called when you when you made your guest appearance. For, for DG's show, it was uh, it was one of those moments where it'll probably go in our like top ten of we did not expect that to happen, and we were so happy that it did. So we're so happy to have you back. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate that, and I don't think anyone expected what happened, and that's probably due to the fact that Daniel Goddard is uh, he really speaks off the cuff, and when Daniel and I get together, it's uh, there's mayhem, brother. I, I I don't know what else to tell you. I mean, Josh Morrow and I have a pretty good rapport. But for some reason, when Daniel Goddard and I start talking, it goes haywire. And um, he's crazy. That's all I can say. My man Goddard is on another planet, and it's not Australia. It's not <laughs> Australia. Okay. No. I got it. All right. So, yeah. so what, what, do you, uh, what do you attest to? When you do those scenes, especially now, with, uh, with everything that's going on with the storyline that's playing out with uh, – the Lily having ovarian cancer, um, Kane being an imposter, you know, it, it just it just seems to fuel those scenes together. I mean, you must wind up cracking each other up while you're in the midst of doing those scenes. How 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 can you keep a straight face? 
Well, I, let me tell you something, Navelle and Matt. The, 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 the truth is we do so many emotional scenes during the course of the year. And half the stuff is, I'm not going to say preposterous because it's not. A lot of stuff is real life, getting close to, to home, um, a lot of social relevance within the storylines. However, there's a lot of idiocy within the, the actual storylines. And so for us to go out there and really bang it out, no pun intended, but to really get in there and make it work for us and the audience, we, there has to be a certain sense of levity before we actually take. And this has been a long-standing tradition. Uh, I'm not going to name names, but there are a few actors who really don't get behind the comical, let's rehearse in a funny sort of atmosphere and then blow it out during the take process. Um, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of opportunities during the, the weeks to, um, to poke fun at the material. You know, we take it seriously, don't get me wrong, but I don't think I'd be able to do the material. Not really. If you look at how many horrible, emotional, crazy roller coaster things have happened during the course of 18, 19, 20 years for me, then yeah. you completely understand how we, we have to inject humor into the daily process. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. You're doing yeah, it, man. Um, You're doing well, it, thanks, man. man. Thanks, thanks, thanks. And then Daniel, I mean, you know, he's a goofball and so am I. I you know, I'm a goof at heart. I think in, in fifth grade, I received uh, uh, the one most likely to uh, be the class uh, clown throughout uh, junior high and high school. And they were right. And that's what I was awarded in junior high and high. So bottom line is I, I have a lot of fun. Who else besides you and Daniel Goddard on the set has a lot of fun? Who, who would you poke fun? I guess who would you practice, make the practical jokes with? Who else? Well, I, I already mentioned Josh Morrow. I mean, Josh, he, he can't, I can't keep a straight face around him and vice versa. Josh Morrow, Michelle Stafford, um, Christian sometimes, um, Christian LeBlanc, uh, Crystal Khalil, um, Brighton, who plays my son. Um, you know, again, it, it really depends on the storyline. I mean, I remember years ago, uh, during there was a porn storyline uh, with oh, characters yeah. of Cricket, Christine, um, Drusilla, Paul and Neil, that's Doug Davidson and myself, and it was just hysterical, man. They they were uh, they were kidnapped to be in a in a in a kind of a prostitution porn ring, and so Paul and Neil have to uh, have to come in and save the day, and it was like something out of Miami Vice. I felt like you know Rico Tubbs and and busting through the door, and I didn't have a gun, but you know we ended up on the floor wrestling, and it was hysterical. It, yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that that I'd have to say, you know, you, 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 we do it with comedy. <laughs> what well, would you... Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I didn't interrupt you. We're going to say... I was going to say, what story could you see Neil playing right now? Because I, for one, want to see Neil in a front burner story, and it just it just doesn't seem to be happening for him. I mean, it just seems like... One step is taken forward, but then you get, like, two steps back. And, again, this is my opinion. I don't know how anybody else feels. But, you know, I, I, I just we just need to see Neil doing something other than be there for his daughter. You could be there for the daughter. You could be there for Lily. But Neil needs to have something going on. You know what I mean? The value couldn't be more... Uh more, you know, correct and perceptive about that. And um, uh, unfortunately, that doesn't seem to be the case right now or in the coming months. Uh, 
I'm experiencing a great deal of time off from the show, um, approximately six, seven weeks, and they're they're actually concentrating a lot on a particular storyline with Victor and Mary Jane. Um, I can't tell you what it's about; it's all top secret. But you know, it, it uh, the, the storyline that I could see Neil getting into, and I don't know, maybe they'll do this sometime later this year or next year if uh, if I pitch it and they accept it. But Neil needs to get out of Chancellor Industries being the CEO just for the sake of having a job. Um, he went from one major corporation to another, right back into the hot seat of working for someone else, and he was crying all along about, you know, not being the man over at Newman Enterprises. So Neil needs to start his own business, preferably something, you know, I'm not going to get racial here, but I think it would be proper for Neil to go out on a limb and do an African-American company, a Bob Johnson sort of cosmetics type of company where he's at the helm and it, it doesn't have to be all African-American employees, but I think if he's hitting certain African-American areas of the marketplace, you know, maybe magazine, I don't know, they've already, they're already doing the magazine, but the bottom line is a company that he runs and at the same time, you know, he goes to uh, Victor and he starts sort of taking the, the trade secrets that he learned along the years, throughout the years from Victor. And slowly but surely, he starts zapping Victor for all the stuff that he's done to people. And as much as he loves Victor, you know, and they have been good friends, you know, it's yeah. time. It's, it's time to, to become that multi-billionaire that Russell Simmons has become and let Victor get into the Paul House. And if Victor goes to the Paul House, which no one would expect, that would be incredible. He came to town with no money. He renamed himself Victor Newman, and he should go out the same way, not leave the show. You know what? Don't tell Eric Braden that I'm pitching this story because he'd have a cow. <laughs> we have had him on the show, too, so we, we won't. <laughs> yeah, but that's the kind of story that Neil needs, and he needs to fall in love with, you know, I, I, I think it needs, it's a high time that, that uh, the character Drusilla steps back on the landscape, and, you know, and I don't know if it's for a long period of time, but definitely for, you know, six months to a year just to sort of solve all the stuff that, that has been occurring, you know, that would be uh, that would be pretty cool. That was actually, think? that was definitely one question that my mom had. My mom is, like, your number one fan, by the way, like, the whole show, she loves it. Um, I was screaming downstairs, like, hey, I'm going to go talk to, you know, Christoph, what are you going to ask him? He wanted to know, when is your char- character going to wise up and fall in love with somebody, either being Tyra or, or somebody else. When, when is he going to find love again? Uh, your lips to God's ears. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you know, he really does need to put to bed this whole death of his ex-wife. And, and to be fair, uh, in, in real time, it's been since uh, early 2007. In showtime, Genoa City time, it's probably been more like five years. Um, so he, he still hasn't gotten over it. And I'm not sure a person ever does. If you lose a loved one in the way that Neil lost his wife, you know, it, was, it, it destroyed him. And he really has never picked up the pieces. And so now he's living his life somehow, you know, through his daughter and through, um, through his work. And, and I guess, you know, that's what the writers have been, have been targeting, which um, it, it needs to be a more well-rounded experience than that. You know, God forbid I should ever lose a loved one like that, but 
I think it's time for him to get beyond that. And he did for a minute with, with Karen, but then what a lousy way to end the Karen relationship. And that was yeah. all sort of driven by the writers, and it was all due to – I'll tell you the truth, guys. I mean, you know, I, I can't talk smack about the network or about the writers or writing on the show, but I can tell you that there was definitely a feeling or a mandate that an African-American female enter onto the, onto the land, into the landscape of Genoa City that Neil falls for, and that, that female would quite likely take the place you know, no one can, but take the place of the character of Drusilla. They wanted a feisty black girl, much attitude, you know, beautiful. And, and so the search was made for the character, and the, and, the, and the character's name was Tyra. And, you know, she came on the show very green, but, you know, she was good. She, she, had, her, um, she had her moments with her storylines. And, you know, I'm not sure that, I mean, you can't please everybody. You know, no. personally, I, I, I like her. Personally, I like um, Eva Marceau a lot. She's a great girl, you know, but to the audience, she wasn't Drusilla. And I think that's the main problem, that they could never accept the fact that this girl was, was the replacement. And, and you can't do that. You know, and neither could the character, for that matter. And he tried to do that with Karen. So, I don't know, I'm getting long-winded. But um, how do you guys feel about the character of Tyra? You tell me. Um. So, Okay, I, yeah, I'll go first. Um, I feel pretty much the same way you do. I feel like they're trying to fill that void that was left by Drusilla and when Victoria Rao left the show, but you you can't do that. You really can't do that with a specific character of that kind of caliber. And, you know, I like Eva Marcel, like you said. I, I do. I like her. And Tyra had her moments on the show, but it just seems to, it just seems to be at a standstill. It doesn't, it's not going anywhere. And, you know, I I, want to be perfectly candid if I can. It just seems like the direction they take for the African-American characters on the show, and the reason why I'm being candid about it is because I am one, and and just watching it on screen and how it plays out, it, it just, it doesn't work. It doesn't mesh, and it doesn't seem like this is how African Americans should be, how they should be reacting, how they should be playing in these roles. And you know, it just it just seems like uh, what's I'm, I'm trying to use the best the best word that I can to, in order to describe. Well, you're tra- you're trying to be political and diplomatic as we all try to be when we're dealing with a subject matter that is. Um, that is could be considered offensive if you don't. They need say the to right do a little bit more research. I think I, I really do. That that's pretty much what I want to say. They pretty much need to do their groundwork and their homework if they want well, to write for African American characters on the show. Because YNR is synonymous for that, and they have been good. They have been good with writing um, writing African Americans on the show, but it just doesn't seem to be working that way at this point. Well, here, okay. Let, let's put it like this. I mean. We have um, a few characters on the show left from the main core family of the Winters. And when you see the description on the TiVo or the television guide, or the, the satellite program in Young and the Restless, it says, you know, this drama revolves around three families in Genoa City. And, and that supposedly is the Newmans, the Abbots, and the Winters. I mean, that's what that means. It, it doesn't necessarily include the other families that we've grown, grown used to. 
However, the, the characters that are left have become vanilla to a certain extent. You know, nothing against what, what we're doing because all we're trying to do as actors is interpret the, the writing, interpret the story, and give you the best possible performance that we can. But it's difficult to do that when you have a lack of black representation behind the, the camera, behind the scenes. There are no black writers. There are no black producers or directors. You know, there's, there's, well, I've been fighting for that for a while, and I gave up, you know, late 90s. Uh, a, a good friend of mine, uh, Alan Carter, who uh, is an, an amazing journalist, a fantastic writer, you know, he's tried at least two or three times, to my knowledge, to break into the, the writing at Young and the Restless. And I, you know, I helped them one time, and it just didn't work. They didn't, and it's a closed-off community because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, hold on one second. Laura, I'm on the phone, honey. I'm, I'm doing an interview. Wait. Wait. Say, Love it. Say Love hi. it. Say hi. Say hi, everyone. Say hey, everybody. Say hi, Neville. Hi. Hi. What are you doing right hey, now? What are you, what are you doing? Are you watching? What are you watching? SpongeBob. And, what is, SpongeBob. and who's your favorite character on SpongeBob? SpongeBob. Oh, that's an easy he answer. Then. So, are you going to let Daddy do his interview right now? No. Well, what do you want me to do? Nothing. Mm, you want me to change, you want me to change the? Nothing. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, say, um, I love everyone out there, and, I, and what what show does Daddy work on? Do you ever watch it? <laughs> no. Well, why not? Do you, why don't you watch it? It's boring. It's boring. <laughs> why is it boring? Because it's just so boring. Yeah, I hear you. There's no kids on the show? No. And, and would you watch it if SpongeBob was on Young and the Restless? Yes. But SpongeBob isn't on Young and the Restless, right? Uh-uh. What character does Daddy play on The Young and the Restless? I don't know. Really? Where do your toys come from? I don't know. Yeah, let me tell you, sister, your toys come from The Young and the Restless. <laughs> and, and don't you forget it, all right? So, all right, I want you to say bye to everybody out there in Radio Land on Buzzworthy. Say bye, Buzzworthy. Do you know how to say that? Bye. Buzzworthy. Buzzworthy. Oh, no. Oh. Here. I got, I'm changing. Hey, that, that was an interview with... The uh, very creative, very beautiful, yet demanding six-year-old in my life, Lola St. John. And, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's a cool little chick. Too cute. Oh, too love it. It's a, it's a shame she said the show was boring. <laughs> yeah. Well. You know, no. what, can you, what can you do, right? <laughs> yeah, very All right. Cool. Oh, man. Well, I, I got to tell you. The switchboard just is like lighting up, like right now, to take calls from you. You have no idea. In fact, it's lighting up. So, in fact, it lit up so badly that it just crashed, but it just came back up. So that's good. Yay. Okay. Well, good. Well, you know what? And I also I want to play a little game, um, and it's it's basically it's called Name That Tune. And so we'll play it for a couple of minutes right now. You, Bill, Matt, and me, and, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna do the songs from this end, and I want you to tell me we're so we're gonna start with these are classic TV songs. Classic oh God, TV God. songs. Oh God! I'm so good <laughs> at this. These, these are gonna these are gonna be easy. They're gonna be relatively easy, and then they'll get harder. I'm gonna give you a few seconds of. Let's start with here we go. Where you go now? 
Jefferson. Jefferson. Come on. Jefferson. Oh, that's yeah, that's okay. good. Easy. Everybody knows that. Okay, here we go. Here's the next one. This is going to be a little bit more difficult. Here we go. Ready to go? Yeah, yeah. What's happening? Nice. Okay, you got that one. All right, now this one, I'm not sure you're going to get. Here we go. Partridge family? Nice. Holy Come on, man. You got to give me a challenge. You got to give me a challenge. What the heck? <laughs> okay. All right. I'm only going to give you a couple of seconds of this one because this one's pretty recognizable. Here we go. Once upon a time. Charlie's Angels. Oh. Wow. Nivelle, wow. Good job. Wow. I am what amazed. Here we go. Here's the next one. <laughs> oh, the nanny. The nanny. Oh, sweet. Okay, this one's a little newer. Here we go. Uh, Mad about you. Oh, my God. I don't think I can pull anything over on you guys. Sure. How about this one? Ooh. Okay. Okay, that, that one. I, oh, God. Okay, here we go. A couple more seconds. Oh, who's the boss? Okay. Oh, sweet. How about this one? <laughs> um, I think Well, uh, I don't know that one. Beautiful. beautiful, right? <laughs> guys, I am impressed. I mean, I am really impressed. And here's the last one, and we we all remember this one. If you don't get this one, then you're fired. Here we go. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> the facts of life. The facts of life. There you go. Sweet. Okay. Uh, well, you know what? You're uh, you're you're more into the television classics than I thought. We are. I, <laughs> I yeah 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 man. I watch them all the time. You can't you can't stump me. You can't stump me. All right. Let's, you can't. You couldn't. All right. Let's uh, let's take let's start taking the calls here because you know I, I can't believe I can't believe this. it's fired up like mad. All right. Four one four. Wisconsin, right? What part of Wisconsin are you calling from? Milwaukee. Okay. Oh, How I'm are you? like right now. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm You're okay. I'm, I guess I'm a little nervous. This is my first time, so okay, I'm all right. I'm what, good. What are you nervous for? Why are you nervous? I don't know. Long <laughs> day of work. Long day of work. Okay, my name's Wanda from Milwaukee, and I pretty much watch YNR. Pretty much, all, I have watched it all my. Wanda from the Soap Cruise that took my picture. Yes, that's me. <laughs> How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm can't... good. I can't wait to see you. I know. I'm gonna see you at the end of the month. Yep, that's yes. right. <laughs> okay. Hey, Wanda. Hi. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. So I've watched the show, of course, all my adulthood life. Um. Happy belated birthday, Christoph. You had a birthday in the middle of July, so happy belated. Thank um, you, Wanda. You're welcome. Oh, my God, I lost my question. I'm so sorry. Really? Well, if you lost your question, <laughs> I want you to answer this one. What's this? Huh? Ready? Wait. <laughs> Back to life. No, that's no, no. Oh, different stroke, baby. Come on, you remember that one, Gary Coleman, Todd Bridges? Oh Game yeah, duh, I know that one. See, I told you, I'm nervous. Okay, All right. sorry, I'm sorry. Let me get off, let me get off the name that tune. I can play that on. I see you're really into that. 
<laughs> okay, my question. Okay, my question. Have you ever been to the Midwest? With you know the Hawaiian art being like stationed in Genoa City, have you ever been to the Midwest? Well, sure. I've actually been to where you live um, uh, a couple of times. This was back in the mid to late '90s. But um, as I recall, I drank a lot of beer and ate a lot of cheese, and I don't really remember too much of what happened because I ate too much cheese. Does that make sense? No. Oh, it's too much beer. Forgive me. Drank too much yeah. beer. Okay. That, yeah. that makes sense. I, I know we're famous for the beer and cheese and also in the summertime for summer festival, you know, music festival, so it's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, I dated, I dated a couple of girls from uh, Wisconsin before. We're pretty cool people, so yeah. Yep, yep. It's very nice. Uh, it's very nice there during the summer and very cold. Yes, very cold there. in the winter. <laughs> yes, that's that's yes. us. Okay, well, yes. I'm so glad I spoke to you. Uh, I look forward to seeing you hopefully at the YNR event next at the end of the month. So um, sure. I think that's it. Okay, thank Wonder. you. I, yes. I, I, I hope you call back. You did awesome for the first time. <laughs> Hey, thank you. You did good. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Wanda, Wanda yes. next time we're going to play uh, songs from the 40s and 50s, all right? That's what I, would, I, would, I would not. Know. No, I'm more of a Western chick. So. Okay. Oh, you mean like country Western? Well, more of Western as in movies, like the old classic TV shows, like wow. Wild Wild West, Rawhide, Bonanza, stuff like that. Gunsmoke. Oh. <laughs> so I'm more of that Western. Okay, okay, cool, cool. So that's what we'll do. Next time we'll play some of the old classic television westerns. Okay, I, I can get those. All right, thanks All right. a lot. Bye-bye. Right, okay. right, bye, All right. That was good. She's, she was good. You're right, she was good for the first time, eh? Yeah. yeah. It is nerve-wracking. I've done it before on another person's show, and, like, it's really, yeah, it's, it's, it's an experience. I can tell you that. Yeah. It definitely is. Who else do we have on the, on the line, Neville? Uh, we got uh, Erica 267 from Pennsylvania. I believe this is Jamie. How are you? Uh, yes, it's me. <laughs> Hi, guys. Up, How are you? Uh, not much. How about you? Not much. Is that, er is that Erica? No, it's Jamie. No, it's, this is Jamie. Hi, Christoph. Jam ja is that ja Jamie or Jamie? It's Jamie. Okay, forgive me. I mean, that's a very unusual name. So we're saying, like, jammies is in wearing your jammies to bed, but we're taking the ends yeah. off and calling you jammy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it's, it's, it's like sweet it's preserves. Short. My name is short for Jamila. So, um, oh, but, okay. Well, I, I like yeah. that. Jamila's a cool name. Um, in fact, oh, there was a girl you. on our show. Uh, her name was Jemaya, and yeah. uh, she played oh, yeah. the singing kid. And, and so it, it turned out that every – Every scene we we played after, let me see, when did she come on the show early this year, early or late last year? So everything mm -hmm. we ever did after her appearance on first appearance on the show, she sang. So we go to the bathroom and she'd sing. We go to the uh, you know the chancellor uh, uh, parties and she would sing. So how did you like her, Jamie? Are you are you glad that she's uh, off the show or, or what? No, I liked her. You liked her. I I, I liked her. I wish you know I. I you know, because there are some times when they have kids on the show and they are annoying and kind of, you know, whiny or whatever. No, but I like her. And I love when they have kids sing because, you know, I like it when they showcase kids' talents like that. It's awesome. She um, actually sang I, the Y&R theme song, which was really cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was wow. waiting for her to show up in, in Lily's uh, hospital room in the uh, opera on, while she was on the operation table getting her hysterectomy. 
And I, and I was that waiting for her to, to turn up and sing a song there. <laughs> you oh, know. come on, you guys. I'm just uh, bringing a little levity to the moment. Yeah, you know, it, I like her, too. And, I, and I'm waiting for her to come back. She hasn't been back in a long time. And, you know, the, the thing that our show tends to do is they overkill stuff. And so right, they ram right. it down your throat yeah. until right. you're sitting there going, geez, give me a break on that. She doesn't have yes. to sing at every function Everything. we have. Everything, yeah. yeah. Yes. It's like, so, okay, yes, we know she can sing. We know she's talented. That doesn't mean we have to hear her every single time. There you go. So, Jenny, what's on tap for tonight? What are you doing? Are you eating dinner? Are you done with dinner? Uh, what's happening? Um, well, I'm actually writing. That's, that's what I do. I, I write. And so um, that's what I've been doing tonight. I've been writing. I'm listening to you because I have to tell you I love you. I have loved you ever since Neil first appeared in Genoa City years ago. Um, I remember watching with my grandma. Me and my grandma used to watch Y&R every day, especially over the summer when I was home, obviously. And, you know, I love the character of Neil. And uh, so it's, it's great that you're still there. Thank you. And, you know, I, I also wish that they would use you more. And, you know, it, it, it was sad, sad because they used to, the winters were more prominent in, you know, General City. There was you and there was Malcolm and there was, then there was uh, Olivia and Nate and uh, there was like all these people and they were all interacting with everybody else and it was just great. You, the the African American presence. I'm I'm African American myself. It was great to see all this African American presence on the show. It was lovely. And now it's just like you and Olivia and, and Lily and it, it's like okay, well, what happened? Um, well, but you know? can see what happened, Jamie. You, you can yes. see what happened. I mean, we Absolutely. we started with we started with. Um, I mean, if you go way back in time to the late '80s, or actually early '90s, '90, '91, Victoria yeah. Rowell plays Priscilla got there six months before I did, and her storyline right. was learning learning how to read from the character of Nathan, played by Nathan Purdy. Her sister yes. came on the show, Olivia Tanya Lee Williams. And then I came on the show about six, seven months after they appeared, and so we started building this family from the ground up, which then yeah. included three years later the character of Malcolm played by Shamar Moore. Shamar. And then, you know, we oh. had Lily Bell, we had Mamie, we had, we had uh, you know, and there was extensions. There was, there was arms of that family that went out there that, right. you know, included like you the captain. Yeah. Like, how is Jamar doing, by the way? Is he doing any better? Jamar's doing good. He's laid up uh, at home with a broken leg from uh, the accident on his bicycle. And, uh, yeah, man, he's. Um, I wouldn't worry about Jamar because he's got a lot of people going and checking on him and he's getting a lot of love and, and, and care. And, you know, my joke is he's spending a lot of time in bed, just not the way he really imagined it. That's all. <laughs> so, um, he's on everybody. I, I thought yeah. it was very awesome. I thought it was very awesome that you finally won an Emmy. So, Thank you. Um, <laughs> I was like, I, I, I literally cheered for you. I was like, yay, it's about time. He got one. So um, very good well, work that you, you did last year. Or wait, whatever year that was. <laughs> well, thank was you. That was, uh, that, well, that was last year. You're right. And yeah. Yeah. The, here's, here's how I felt about it. it. Because that was number two. But the first one. It had been uh -huh. so long, and the first yeah. one was for 
my second year in, or my first year on Young and the Restless. And so uh, that was a younger actor Emmy, and there's always been a lot of controversy shrouding about that, that younger particular. actor. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you have it's 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 actual um, uh, the, the age limit is up until you're 25, and so as a as a young man, you could be competing against a nine year old, and and, and right. that's that's absolutely not fair to the to the kids. They should have a kid category if they're going to. And award. I've always said that. Yeah, I agree yeah, with you yeah. because that was something I've always said. It's like. You had um, actors like, just for example, um, Nick Hayden off of As the World Turns, who was like 15 years old, prenom up against actors like, you know, Brighton or Van or whoever who are in their 20s. And it's yeah. just like, how can you really put him in the same caliber with these guys when they're, you know, he's younger? So it's, it's, they really should have a younger category, I think, like for it's the either, yeah. pre a younger category or an ingenue. You know, you put an ingenue. Right. But yeah. bottom they line used is, to have um, an ingenue. They, they used to did. be an ingenue category. You, you are correct. Yes, they did. Yeah. But for, for me, it was, um, it was nice. But I tell you honestly, I mean, I, I've had better years on the Young and the Restless. It just so happened that that particular Emmy Award went for a tape that I submitted that was uh, the death of Drusilla, and mm. yeah, you know, it's it's sure it's difficult to squeak out tears from your eyes, and you have to go to a, a very dark emotional place. But honestly, I've had better years on the show, and I've submitted myself for for those years, and it's kind of a crapshoot, man. You, you know, it right, depends on right. who you're up against, what the yeah. other storylines are, how how people that are judging view those storylines, you know, and 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 so it's they're nice accolades along the way. You can't put too much stock in them. When people think that Emmys secure your place on a show, they're wrong, or if they get you any more money, they're wrong. It, it just right. it seems to me that if you talk to people about winning that Emmy, they'll probably tell you that they went on back burner status as an actor on the show shortly after winning the Emmy. And, you know, that kind of happened to me too. I won it, and I thought, yeah. oh, well, now let's see what goes down. And sure enough, the last year it's been like pulling teeth to get – really solid material except for this ovarian cancer storyline. There's been some nice moments, and even that was a little bit muddled, you know, with, with certain uh, uh, stages during, during the storyline. What, what would you classify for yourself as your, your standout, your favorite moment as the playing meal for so long? What would you say was your favorite? Um, my favorite moment for playing Neil. Well, there's been there's been a few. Um, yeah. Oh, hold on, Lola. Uh, um, the 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 storyline at the very beginning of my run mm-hmm. on on the show when Drusilla was uh, a ballet dancer and um, basically being forced by Neil to you know educate herself by sticking to it and, and becoming this classic ballerina. And it was right before their romance really took off. And I'd have to say that storyline was one of my favorites because it was sort, it was sort of educating Rita. Here's, the, here's this young guy, you know, sh- straight out of um, Stanford, working for this uh, company, Jabot, and, you know, meets up with this street urchin. And we, they couldn't be more opposite yet. They couldn't be more like each other. And everyone thought right. that, that Neil and Olivia were going to get together. But, you know, they were like 
fire and water, man, opposite the track sometimes. And I think that was really the magic that, that happened early on. So that would have to be probably my favorite storyline. And then recently, I have to say, one of my favorite scenes was when Neil found out that his daughter, uh, Lily, was not his biological daughter, was, mm, um, yeah. was his uh, brother's daughter. And he found out in a pretty bizarre way. Um, it was an email, etc. I won't go into the details, but those, those scenes, which I did submit for an Emmy uh, and didn't get it, were, were some of my favorite, just to play. Um, and there's been a lot, though, Jamie. There really has. There's been a lot of stuff that I've, I've enjoyed uh, doing on the show. The, the alcohol storyline was one of my favorite periods on the show because I got to show up at work unshaven, didn't have to wear a suit, and, you know, it was, sort of like, it was sort of like Mickey Rourke from Barfly that, if you've heard the story, for three weeks before shooting began, Mickey Rourke lived in downtown Los Angeles, became a real alcoholic, smelled oh like God. shit, and, and went, went on the set, you know, um, completely in character. Well, okay, so I showered, I smelled good, I, I didn't go to the streets of L.A., and I didn't drink any alcohol during my scenes. Only one time did I have a cocktail uh, while we were filming that storyline, and I did it purposely for a particular scene. So, you know, that was, if you remember, the character of Serena came into Neil's life, and then Juice, yeah. where do they get these names, man? Yeah. Played by Todd Bridges, of all people, from different strokes. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, what's coming next? Gary Coleman in a security outfit? I mean... <laughs> I remember that. That is too funny. Too oh, funny. Gosh. All right, Jan. We got to get Thank done. Thank you. Next. Thank you. Thanks, oh, thanks for stopping. Love you, baby. Take care. Okay. We'll talk to you, you later, Jan. Thank you. Bye. Well, Bye. Speaking of the character of Lily, um, another actress who played her, who actually I got the, the um, I, I was able to interview her a couple of years ago when she was actually just with leave the show, was Devetta Sherwood. Do you still talk to Devetta Sherwood? Uh, Go ahead, I'm sorry. I said, oh, oh, have you talked to her, you know, kept in touch? I haven't um, actually talked to her, but we have just started a Facebook relationship, which is another reason why Facebook gets an A-plus gold star in my book for bringing (laughs) people together. I mean, if it weren't for Facebook, I wouldn't be talking to some of my kindergarten friends from way back when. Uh, It just completely is mind-boggling how the, the network, you know, pulls friends, family, fans. It's, it's remarkable. But, yeah, I, I recently uh, wrote on her wall, and she wrote on mine, and uh, I didn't catch up with her, though, to see exactly where she's at. She's just a very smart young lady, kind of political in nature, always fighting for a cause, and uh, I like her a lot. I mean, I, I'm sorry that it, it actually ended the way it did for her, um, but Crystal Khalil, the original portrayer of, of Lily, uh, did come back uh, at the askance of Lynn Marie Latham, who, who took our show in 2005, 2006, and uh, turned us on our heels and really made some incredibly uh, inventive changes that some people liked and some people hated. And I, for one, i got to tell you, I, I really enjoyed the Lynn Marie Latham uh, year and a half that she was there. Um, I never did I work more. Uh, and we were starting to get back to the roots of, of my character and my family. 
you know, and one thing that's missing in the Winters clan is the clan itself right now and culture and black culture. Okay. And, and Lynn and I talked about that for quite some time. Let's put some church into it, some God, not too much. We don't want to ram it down anyone's throat, but you want to get something there. You know, we need to be on par with the Newman family. We need to be sitting around at Thanksgiving time around that table, cutting a turkey, holding hands, you know, praying to God, thanking God for another year, you know, and, and same thing at Christmas. We need to be on par with the Newmans and the Abbots. And, you know, a lot of, like I said, a lot of people didn't enjoy the changes that, that she made. She kind of killed the Abbott. She killed uh, the character of John Abbott and made him a ghost. Or, no, the new machine made him a ghost. She put him six feet under, and a lot of people didn't like that about her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's like you said, you know, if they can make Brad Carlton Jewish and incorporate Jewish kind of material into the story, why can't they do that with, with the Winters family, what you just described. You know, not too much church, but a little bit of something, something in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they're just missing the mark by, you know, uh, I'd say a little bit, but it's actually kind of a lot. And, uh, yeah, I, I just read an article recently about sort of, I, I'm not going to necessarily use the word death, but the decline of daytime. And it's because the audience has become a lot smarter in these past nine years, this past decade, than they were in the 90s and they were in the 80s. You know, there's, there's a lot to be said about what the current storylines are that are damaging the reputation of daytime. You know, we don't need to see the, the sperm storylines that have been frozen forever and now out pops a kid. We don't need to see people beheaded and then come back 10, 20 years later. You know, the switching the baby storyline you know, those are, those are used up. We need to get current with what's happening right now, topical. There's an African-American in the president, the, you know, the Oval Office is the president. You know, the, the, there's a lot that's changed, and if we don't flow with the current changes, then there's going to be, you know, some, some hell to pay, and daytime will end up on cable, and then after that, who knows? It'll end up on the Internet and then done forever. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah I, I agree too. Yeah. It's discouraging. It kind of is. It, it is. is. I mean, I look at what's going on with Guiding Light right now. You know, That's you pretty much say, you know. Yeah, yeah. Guiding Light, and then I think I heard, um, what, is All My Children moving to the West Coast? I mean, what? All My Children's moving to the West Coast, yeah. What is going on? It's just like things are changing, and, you know, I don't I don't know if I like these changes. But, Christoph, something that like, actually I talked to you about when you first came on the show before as a guest um, was one of my – Babysitter's favorite show, actually, but it was short-lived, and maybe reasons why it was, you know, was Generations. What was that like to work on such a groundbreaking show? Well, Generations, uh, for me personally, was uh, a victory <clears throat> because it it was heralded as the first African American soap opera on daytime. Or yeah, that's redundant, but first African soap opera. And it really wasn't. It just happened to be that there was a black family. There was an African-American core family that audience members got to tune into weekly. Um, the closest I think daytime had come to that was Angie and, um, and uh, uh, Darnell. Jesse. Back on, on All My Kids. You know, in terms yes, of yes, yes. African-Americans loving on daytime. Uh, you know, we had Phil Morris, Stephanie Williams, John St. Elwood on Young and the Restless back in the mid-late 80s. 
But, um, you know, Sally Sussman, who created Generations, gave a voice to an African-American family. And not only that, but uh, an affluent, wealthy, astute African-American family. The only problem is, again, you know, we were dealing with a family that was in the ice cream business. Man, you know what? I mean, I don't, I don't use style language that, that much, but fuck that. You gotta get something that's gonna be, you know. Let's let's do a Bob Johnson uh, thing. Let's put a a magazine or you know build an empire, but let's not do ice cream. And then they tried to inject this horrible, you know, when this this upper echelon uh, bougie black crowd with the ghetto five, you know, uh, uh, hood types. Then and it was it was almost like Spike Lee's school days. You know, high yellow versus the dark skin, and it, and it, I, that's the feeling that I got, and and it may have been an undercurrent that that wasn't felt as much as I felt it, but you know, again, it, I was proud to be part of the show because never before had a, a, a African American group of actors had that much material to play, you know, day in day out, week in week out. It's just a shame that it didn't last on the air longer than two years. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And your character on that show actually broke up probably one of the best daytime cat fights I've ever seen between Vivica A. Fox, I forget the other character's name, or the other actress, but you know what I'm talking about. That was one of the best fights I've ever seen, I think, in daytime. <laughs> yeah, that was a bitch fight, wasn't it? That was, uh, that was Jonelle Allen, um, who's a That's marvelous it, yeah. actor. She, she played Doreen, and you can go up on YouTube and check out what uh, my man is talking about there. <laughs> bitch fight between Vivica yeah. Fox and Jonelle Allen Generations. It'll pop up, but yeah, that was cool, man. I remember it. <laughs> and you know what? The thing was, they were fighting over me, so <laughs> that made it even better. <laughs> yeah. Oh I man. I haven't seen I haven't seen Jonelle Allen in in a long, long time, and I'm wondering what happened to Jonelle because she's a fantastic actress. I know she went Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. But after that, I'm not sure what happened to her. Oh, she needs to come back. He's probably on Facebook. She needs to come back to daytime. Definitely needs to come back. All right. She probably yeah. is. You never know. Everybody's on Facebook. You never know. Everybody is. Everybody is. You're absolutely right. See, and let, let's examine one last thing before I, you know, I, I get off this, this, uh, the, the top of the mountain here talking about what I see is wrong. But if you look at the storyline on our show with Adam and Rafe and that whole thing, that petered out and turned out to be just such a crock. And forgive me for going there with it, but if you're going to do, you know, an, a, a gay storyline on the show, then do something topical and current. And what could be, you know, more topical than Proposition A, California, but doing a same-sex marriage thing? You don't have to go there with, the, with that character who's going through so many things, being blind, you know, screwing over Victor, doing the thing with, with Mary Jane and all that, the baby with, with Ash. Man, come on. You know, don't <laughs> keep the audience out of a really hot, good storyline that would reflect what is actually happening out there in, 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 our, in our world, in our nation. You know, that's the kind of stuff that bugs me. I mean, maybe Hogan Sheffer is, uh, you know, he wants to write comical stuff with chipmunks and, and all that. And, hey, uh, man, if I get my head handed to me on a platter for saying this, then so be it. But, again, we need to get more family-oriented, get back to the old-school stuff, what originally made this show, what it is, the number one status before I got there. You had families. You had love relationships, people talking one-on-one. 
going back and forth, you know what I'm saying, about, and, and there was cheating involved. So you always got to somehow keep some kind of cheating, but not everyone should be <laughs> cheating at the same time. You know, somebody's got to be good and loyal and reputable and stand up, and, you know, it, it's just crazy how everybody at the same time goes down the toilet. There I agree. Let's see, oh. more, let's see more Neil and more Lauren. That's what I want to see. <laughs> That's it. That's it. There you go. And then we got uh, these yeah. other people. Yeah, well, we got these. Go we got these other people that agree, apparently. <laughs> more people just wound up getting in on this one, especially after that comment. Let's take this one from 315. Where are you calling from, Mary? Code 315. Syracuse, New York. New York? Okay. Yeah. New York in the his house. What's up, New York? <laughs> What's up? My name's Chris. Um, I watch Young and the Rest of this. What's up, Chris? Welcome. What's, What's up? happening? Nothing. Nothing. What, so what, Nothing. What do you want to what, what talk about? Is there something about the show? Or do you have some comments about what we're, what we're uh, engaged in? Um, um, right now, I don't like Mary Jane because she's crazy. <laughs> but <laughs> she's a good actress. Yeah, she is. She is. Damn, but, that was just brutal. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't mean to be brutal. It's the truth. Well, anyways, she's a good actress and everything, but my favorite character is Phyllis and Neil. Nice. Oh, you didn't have to say me just because I'm on the phone now, but I, I love Phyllis, too. And I'll tell you, if I had to give you my favorite characters on the show, if I had to only pick two characters right now, one man and one woman, one male, one female, and I'm going to put it out there, man, because he is underrated. He's only won one Emmy his entire time there. He's had amazing work, and that's Eric Braden who plays Victor Newman. A lot of people hate on my boy Vic. Well, you know what? Eric Braden is, was one of the finest actors on daytime, and he has just such an almost cult following. And he's a, he's a man's man, you know? Yeah, sure, there's a lot of ego there. But you know what? He's got big balls. He really does. Yeah. And I admire that about him. He is a man's man. So there's, there's my pick on, on the male. And then the female, I'm going to have to say that it's a toss-up between my girl, Drusilla, Victoria, and Michelle Stafford, who plays Phyllis, because there's been so much good stuff with both of them. But to stay true to the medium and, and what I work in day in, day out, and what I've had to work with, I'm going to go with my girl, Victoria Rowe, who played Drusilla. Definitely all-time oh. favorite female on the show. That's good. Yeah. I like her, go. too. She uh, is a little She's irreplaceable. She's irreplaceable. She that's, really that's is. That's all I can say. All right, well, Chris, Chris. Thank you so much for calling in. You're welcome. Anytime. Thanks, Chris. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Take care. All right, I, I got to get this girl in here because, you know, she she was the one that instigated Daniel calling you up on your cell phone the last time on the show. So I have to bring her back to basically bust your balls again. Hello, Shawana. <laughs> what you do? You see, it's that that night. Hi, guys. Hi, Christoph. How are you? Good. How are you doing? What's happening with you tonight? Nothing. I'm just chilling in New York. Good night. Good. I, I just wanted to comment about, well, so many things that you said, but really are, um, strictly as a viewer, are we're not feeling the 
uh, Tyra and Neil's relationship because there's no chemistry there on screen. We're not seeing that. And, you know, I guess we can disagree on how talented she is in acting or whatever, but it, it's just not working. She's supposed to be this, you know, feisty Drew replacement or whatever. It, it's just not working for us. So we... Okay. Well, no, I feel you on that, and that's uh, that's that's the the general feeling all the way around. That, um, but you got to remember that just because the network or CBS or the writers had some kind of idea of replacing this, you know, irreplaceable character Drusilla, um, it's I don't think it's fair to look at her and 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 assume that just because she's a pretty African American no, no. female, and that's what the audience no, no. did, but. I definitely agree with you. That I actually am not one of those people who wants Drusilla back, so <laughs> that's fine by me. <laughs> I, <laughs> oh, wow. You're, you're wow. Pretty never... no, I, it's, she was way too over the top for me. I like more subtle performances, and, you know, that's right. what Drew is, though. You, love, you got to get No, but... Dude. No, 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 no. I mean, to I me, love you as, a black woman, <laughs> as a black Joanna. woman... As a black woman, yes. I thank you so much for speaking your mind. It's like, honestly, you speak, like, you speak what you, what you feel, and I love that. And that's what I love about daytime is that, and, and Crystal, you probably agree, is that these, the, the fans, like Shawana and, and like, like her callers, they will tell you what they like and they will tell you what they don't like. And that's awesome that there's still some sort of um, discussion about daytime. So I'm happy. That's awesome. Good job. Keep going. <laughs> Absolutely. I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more, though. But, but look, if I may add, without getting too long-winded, I think what people sure. miss is a voice for the African-American female that that voice has not been filled. And that's what they were trying to do with Tyra. I guess so, but like, I'm not hearing that voice. But the thing with Drew is, like, sometimes she was too stereotypical for me, and, you know, that's not who I am. So I really it, – it didn't work for me. Other than that, I respected her as an actress, and I thought she brought – you know, you guys had real good chemistry, and it, it worked on that level. But other than that, you know, it was what it was. And I just <laughs> – yeah. and, I, I, and I think – um. I, I remember I met Christian LeBlanc last year, and he said something to me that is so true, that um, General City tends to be colorblind. And it, sometimes it can work in favor. It, sometimes it can be positive and sometimes not so much. Because, I mean, sometimes they, they, there's so many, like you said, they can be, we can have so many topical storylines, and they're not doing that. And the ones they do focus on, focus on are the stereotypical ones, you know, kid in foster care, mom's a crack addict, and all those things. So we <laughs> right. it would really be nice if we'd see some of the things that you suggested. Well, I appreciate that, and maybe we will. Um, you know, they, I think just to sum it up, they have to get back to basics, and yeah, they do need, you know, more of a voice from, from a, uh, an African-American female. Um, I, I think we were just placed in, in, in the wrong storyline together. You know, if, if she came on the show, that is, I'm speaking of Tyra, the character of Tyra, in, in a different sort of relationship, someone that was closer to her age. I mean, you know, I'm a journeyman on this show, and being a CEO of a company, one wouldn't think that he'd flip his lid after losing his wife, you know, disregard the character of, of Karen, 
you know, kicker to the curb. Uh, there was a lot of issues with yeah, that was that game. was all kinds of messed up. <laughs> yeah, it was, and 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 my character was was not you know well liked uh, after that, and you know not of my own doing, but again the writers. I mean, it's it's uh, talk about you know ruining uh, a character that's been built up over the years. I mean, absolutely. You know, it's, 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 it's hard to watch, but um, you, you know those those that watch the show for for many many years remember the good times. And now we're going through this period of you know sort of Crap. hoping to rebuild. <laughs> Crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Cool. You can say it like that. No, no, no. I hear you. I hear you're entitled to to your opinion on that. Yeah, there's been some crappy no. crap stuff. Yep. And I, I, you made another comment that I still have to agree with. It's like sometimes they're so heavy-handed with certain storylines, and other times we just get, you know, we don't see a character for a week or two, and then every day we're stuck with, I don't want to say any names, but, you know, we're stuck you with know. a whole bunch of crap. And it's, <laughs> but yeah, Novelle, you know. So. Yes, I know. No, we know. I do. We know. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I also have to disagree with you on the uh, Eric Braden thing, but let's leave it. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so let, so let's get let's get your top one male character on the show over the years and female character. You love you said you love Michelle Stafford who plays Phyllis. Give me your top very top male character. Well, I'd have to say Daniel Goddard. He is really good at what he does. And well, uh, you're not so far are. behind, too. <laughs> uh, I, I, I love um, you for saying that, but, but, but wait a minute. Hold on now. How long have you watched the show? Have you watched since the 70s or the 80s? Or? Well, I'm, I'm, I was born in 1979, so I, okay. and I didn't grow up in this country, but I, I have seen it on and off o- over the years, and I have looked back at certain stuff, certain things. And I have to say, Daniel is who brought me back to Weiner because I left for quite a while because you know, no, nothing was really pulling me in. Then I got right. interested in him and the whole, you know, Lily Kane relationship, and that kind of really brought me back to the show. The accent, the accent brought her back in. Good, good, uh, good. Yeah. and he's not so bad looking, so. <laughs> he's young eyes, sure, I feel you, yes. I have to speak the truth. Yes, you do. <laughs> you do, you really do. Tawana, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, and, so I look forward to seeing you in L.A. So. Nice. We'll see you at the fan club luncheon on the 28th. Yes. All yes. right. Thank okay, you. Okay, babe. Yeah, yeah. Bye. Yeah. That, um, how did I know she was going to say Daniel? I mean, come on, really. That's my little side comment, you know, just saying. Uh, that's cool. Here we go for a moment of levity. Guys, I, I'm sorry. You can hate me later, but love me now. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> really? Okay. We've never had a guest do that, by the way. We've never had a guest play music. That's uh, awesome. That's the first time. Well, I was going to go into my, my 70s, uh, my 70s, name that tune. Here you are, K-R-I-S, FM radio, coming from Southern California. Now, I would, name... I would, I would be stumped on that if you did that to me. There is no <laughs> way I would have been able to get that like the last one. There's, <laughs> uh, 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 all right, all right, all right. Nine oh eight, you're here in New Jersey, New Jersey, oh. my state, my home state. What's up? What is up? How are you guys doing? Your reward is in heaven for picking me. I'm just so glad I get to say one thing to Kristoff because. 
I've never heard him do one of these talks, and I just want to say thank you because I think he's given a voice to something so many fans have been feeling, and it hasn't been mirrored in any of the people who have spoken for the show. So I don't really want to take up your time because I know we're at the end of your time, but I just want to say thank you for being a beautiful human being and um, thinking about the fans. And for me personally, um, I'm relatively new to the show. I've watched probably in the past three years, and I started the show during the Lynn Marie Latham years. And for me, the most refreshing thing, like I left General Hospital to watch Young and the Restless because I thought it was so beautiful to see a multi-generational, multicultural cast being featured um, in non-stereotypical ways. And I think a lot of that has gone by the wayside. So for me personally, um, it's just been extremely validating to hear someone who acknowledges what's happening because we all know it's the elephant in the room, but no one's really given voice to it. But beyond that, I think you're, this month for you has been phenomenal. I got to kind of be reintroduced to Neil, and I thought your scenes were just tremendous. And um, I, I really hope for you that you um, that they do rediscover Neil not just in the bedroom but in the boardroom and that um, you get the kind of storyline that you're clearly capable of driving and that just makes this so what it could be. It really – when we see you on screen, to me, that is imagining what the soap could be. So I'm just so, I'm not to be condescending, but I'm so proud that um, you were able to speak today and that you were able to do that. And, you know, if, if there's a soap god, Victoria Rowell will find her way back on this set. And trust me, there will be about 300,000 viewers who will be just as happy. So I just want to say God bless you. Um, I wish you all the best, and thank you for doing this. And thank you, Buzzworthy Radio, for having him because it, it's such a blessing for him to be here tonight. So oh, well, thank, thank you. you. That was yeah. really, really wonderful. Well well said, and thank you so much for your generous, kind words. I appreciate that very much. Right, and I just want to say one thing. You were on the show a couple of years ago, and you did not curb your dog. I was wondering if you do that now. <laughs> What's this? Well, he, was, he, he was walking his dog, and he's in the woods. And they're like, are you going to pick that up? And he's like, no, no, that's cool. And I was just wondering if he picks that up. Oh. <laughs> yes, I do. But, I, you know, my, my dogs are actually really old now, and it's terrible to say. I mean, this is, this is going to piss a lot of uh, animal uh, activists off, but, I, you know, I've God bless my dogs, but I keep going outside and, and looking at them, waiting, waiting to see if they're dead because I've got a 16-year-old and a, almost a 15-year-old, and they just, they're, you know, they're, one's kind of crippled, and God bless her, she's kind of blind. The other one's a little bit deaf, and when I do take them out for walks, um, it, it, it takes a half hour just to get from my the back of my yard to the front gate to, to get them out. And um, I do curb them, and I love them to pieces. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, they can't protect like they used to. Um, they bark a lot, but they don't, you know, they'll, they'll lick the mailman to death or anyone else <laughs> coming to rob me. And so I'm kind of waiting for them to go to doggy heaven. Oh, don't shoot me, God. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much and really take care. And I hope to see a lot more of you on the screen. So. Thank okay. you so much. Appreciate that. To you as well. To you and your family. Bye-bye. Thanks, Okay, sir. thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Nice. Love callers like that. That's great. Home State, Jersey, you rock. All right. 
Let's let's breeze through these last three. We can get them in here before you get out. Uh, seven five seven. You're finally on here. Where are you calling Hi. from? Hi, I'm calling from uh, Virginia. Hi, Nabelle. How you doing? Hey, how are you? I'm good. It was nice meeting you at the the last soap opera fest with the angels. It was. I can't wait to it see was, you again. Yes, indeed. Hi, Christoph. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. How's your evening going? I'm doing fine, thank you. I just want to uh, comment on some of the things you said. I, I was really glad you said that I really wanted to see Neil actually get a company of his own and get out of the apartment. My God, can he get a house? I was just wondering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, that's never going to happen. you got to look what? at what, well, but you got to look at the budget. Uh, well, no, you don't have to look at the budget, but you got to look at the face of daytime and mm-hmm. how much money they're trying to save now. Look at Victor mm-hmm. Newman's house. He has not moved out of that ranch in how long, and he's supposed to that be still gates. Yeah, that's right? true. That's true. <laughs> so, you know, he ain't going to get a, a new house or nothing like that. He's staying right where. As a matter of fact, what's funny is <laughs> they have decreased the square footage of my apartment, and they've done that to every set just to, to save on cost. So I walked in there about, wow. I'd say, three months ago, and they had cut off part of the living room and part of the dining room. So if you look very closely at the Winters apartment set, it has been uh, sized down. So <laughs> that's it's again, I'm not your apartment. Yeah, I'm just hoping that they don't shelve me and put me in a motorhome, you know, bound to nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> and just to continue with that, um, I would love to see as far as, you know, owning your own company, it will be interesting to see that now Neil is no longer with uh, Chancer, but is actually a competing with Newman because of some sort of something he's created for African American and this fight over that. I think that would be a good storyline for you to go with. And I don't mind you actually being a bad guy. You know, I I wasn't really that affected by the whole Karen thing as far as your character as much because it would be nice to see Neil being a bad guy for a change. He's always been the nice one, and the quiet ones are the ones you have to watch out for. So it would be nice for him to be kind of bad for a little bit. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I've, al- I've also felt that they should explore Dark Side of Neil. They tried to do it a couple of times, once with the alcohol, but, again, fell short because of the way that it was presented. I mean, if, if, uh, just to be short about this, I went from being a corporate uh, 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 man to falling down on my knees drunk within literally two weeks on the show. That lasted for about three, four months, and then I got sober within a week, and then I was preaching a 12-step program. So, you know, the process wasn't long enough, and it wasn't uh, inside enough. It wasn't an inside job, which I think cheated the audience out of uh, a full recovery. But, you know, that's what they do in soaps. I mean, soap time is different than real time. You know, and then the whole, the whole ending with Karen, I, you know, I have issues with just the way it went down. I mean, yeah, yeah. he had mm-hmm. a right and a reason to do certain things, but it didn't have to be that way, and and yeah. it, it hurt a lot of the fans that liked right. the partnership of of the two. And I think we had a certain chemistry that we, you know, there were glimpses of the Neil Drew thing. No one can really replace that, but it definitely wasn't there like it was, you know, with with um, with Tyra. Um, exactly. It was, it was Neil and Karen had had a certain thing about them, and they it was the way they wrote the ending. That's all I had to shoot with. Indeed. And they don't have to bring necessarily like a Drew character back. They could still bring uh, a woman of color. It doesn't have to be necessarily African-American back to the stage that is just a strong character. It doesn't have to, you know, hold the same nuances as Drew did. 
I would actually like to see Neil with uh, Olivia if they were, you know, and like maybe have them almost get married. And next thing you know, Drew comes back and she's, I know that is pure soap opera, but I would love to see that. That would be an awesome. I think Neil with Jill would be interesting to me. (laughs) (laughs) What? That would be. That would be. Hello, Cougar relationship. (laughs) I I would love that. I think that would be very interesting, especially with the Kane and Louie situation. That have to deal with their parents hooking up. I think that would be kind of interesting. Yeah, but here's you just said something that um, we got to talk about just for a minute. And let's go back to the interracial pairing of Mm -hmm. Neil and Victoria. And uh, there was never anything written in that storyline that talked about the color issue which mm-hmm. is either fine or not fine, depending on how you as the viewer view that particular. I think those characters were completely wrong, you know, wrong together. They weren't well matched, specifically because, if you remember, the reason why Neil and Drusilla broke up to begin with and she flew off to Paris was because he wanted his wife barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen making babies mm-hmm. and making bread. Okay? She didn't want to do that. She wanted to pursue her modeling career, if I recall correctly. So then he bounced from that relationship. She went to, to Europe, and then he ends up falling at the knees of Victoria Newman saying, I will take care of you. I will take care of your, your baby because she was pregnant with Cole's child, right? And, mm-hmm. and giving up on this whole idea that he had, you know, of, well, I'm going to, you know, basically he, he didn't want a career-oriented woman, and that's all she wanted to do. She was going to run the company. She was going to have the baby, but she was going to run the company. So he wasn't going to get what he really wanted out of it. And, man, the, the hate mail came in because of the black-white issue, man. You know, so you've got to look at that again. And, and now if those characters would be right together, I don't think so. I think Neil needs to be with, sorry, people, but he needs to be with a woman of color. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, it's not necessarily my, my belief that, you know, we should stay within our own race. You know, the world is a beautiful, colorful mixture of, you know, it's a melting pot. But mm-hmm. I don't think Neil and Jill <laughs> would be right. You did say Jill, right? Did yeah, I thought it would be funny. I just thought it would be funny and interesting. I said Olivia. Pair with the winner's sister. Come on, though. That's, that's, that's I've, seen that, I've, seen that, I've seen that already, so I would like for him to be paired with somebody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I don't think it would be right to put necessarily Neil and Olivia together. I think it's someone. Oh, and, and please, those that are listening, don't get me wrong. I love all people. I love all people of all colors. But for Neil, I think for redemption at this point in his life, you know, the character of Drew needs to come back, you know, maybe late this year, sometime next year, close the chapter on that, and do they ride off into the sunset together as one, you know, very happy married couple? Who knows? You know, but in the interim, I think it would be wise to explore, you know, roots again, and let him go with a, an African American lady. That's my thoughts on it. Otherwise, you got to look at who who else is left on the show. See, I've heard talk about Nina. I don't think that would be necessarily the right pair. Uh, I don't Nina like that either. And Nina. I heard about that. Yeah, no. no. I just I think don't there should be that. someone new, fresh and new coming in. Um, if they're not going to replace you, then definitely bring someone new, fresh and interesting, and not like any of the other characters that are there. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go let someone else get a call in and. Um, I just joined you on Facebook yesterday, actually, so I'll actually like your page. And you guys have a good night, Nabelle. Okay. Um, everybody else on BuzzWorthy. Thank, thank you so much. You. Oh, thank Bye. you. You're awesome. Take care. Oh, Bye. That's so, yeah. That's so cool. All right, this one is uh, from Canada, actually. Hey, Nelson. 
So I can tell you that right off the bat. It ain't Nelson. Um, <laughs> Trish. Sweet. You there? Yeah. Hey, Trish. Hi, how are you? I can't Good, how are you? That, you thought that would be Nelson? Oh, my God. Seriously. Well, you know. He is from Canada, you know. So, yeah. yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. You may want to be Trish. for a while. Trish, what are you doing? What's going on tonight? What's happening with you? No, I think I'm here blogging and talking and twittering and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> Just twittering, huh? Do I, do I detect some kind of Caribbean, uh, a Jamaican accent, something like that, huh? Uh, yes, I am actually from Jamaica. Oh, there you go. I felt it. I felt you on that. There you go. Nice. <laughs> Um, so what's happening? What do you want to What do you want to talk about tonight? Well, I wanted you wanted people's opinion about Tyra and you know why we didn't really like her per se. But I'm kind of the, one of the ones who originally liked her because I thought she had potential. But then you know they gave her the kid and the kid kind of looked like her mama and that you know it, it just don't work. And then they made her like she had nothing. I think, that, you know, if, if they had brought in somebody that was possibly in the business world or, I don't know, but just somebody with a different background, like a stronger person, then yeah. that would have been a better fit for Neil as opposed to someone oh. who's, like, dependent on him and just, it just doesn't work. That's a good point. Yeah, I'm thinking out. <clears throat> what do you so what kind of character do you like to see a character with uh, more of an educated background, maybe more of a, a peer of Neil's, closer in age, uh, maybe in the business world? No, I mean she doesn't have to be Neil's culture and age. I mean, she could be young, but you know, not all black person. Like every time it, it's like they were trying to redo the whole Drusilla Neil thing when Drusilla was like, you know, come from the streets and Tyra comes from the streets. It gets old. Not every black person comes from the streets. So, I mean, some go to school and get educated. Why can't they bring on like a well-educated black woman for Neil? I mean, you can still be feisty and well-educated. You don't have to be from the streets. I agree. Well, I... I, yeah, I totally agree, and I think they were trying that out with the Karen character. Mind you, I mean, uh, Nia Peoples, I, I love her. I think she's really a, a solid girl. Um, there was controversy when she left, and things were said. And, yeah, you know, we I, loved Karen. Karen was good. We loved her. Yeah, I really was a fan of Karen. I liked Karen. Well, I think a lot of people did, and um, but that casting call, that had a lot of African-American females in there in the running as well. And I, I kind of remember even Robin Gibbons, uh, I don't think she auditioned, but she was offered the part or a part on the show. You know, really? um, Yeah. <clears throat> and Vivica Fox has talked about possibly returning in some kind of um, capacity. But, um, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. It, it, uh, when, when, a, when a character doesn't necessarily work with um, – you know, when they're when they're introduced on the show with a particular um, uh, co-star or a match, <clears throat> it takes them a while to, to you know stop the storyline, and I think that's what's happened. Um, if you watch the past three months, there's been a disconnect between the characters of Neil and Tyra. So you know, 
again, I just think that she may she may be wrong for Neil, but right for someone else. It's good possible. It, you know, it's possible, but yeah, they just need. I mean, if they want to put Neil with somebody, they just need to like find somebody that would fit. That you know, because I mean. Jusilla, I, I used to like her in the beginning, but then towards the end, they just kind of made her ghetto, uh, you know, and it was just like, okay, <laughs> all right. Not every black people is like that. Not, we, you know, I mean, yeah, things happen to you, but you don't have to, like, fly off the handle and and be all up in people's faces and, and you know, trying to, to, it just, you know, there was just a disconnect, and it was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm seeing this. I'm, you know, like, cringing away, like, fast forward. She became fast forward material. That's what I've heard. A lot of people said they fast forward, but, you know, a lot of people fast forward through anything that I do on the show, too. If you look at message no, boards, I and go, yeah, I, I fast forward through anything that Neil and Devon do. I fast forward through anything that Jack and so-and-so do. And, I, yeah, but, and we no, get that. I mean, no, but I mean, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes there are things that we, you know, I don't want to see, or it's just kind of like, okay, okay, I've seen it, I've heard it, move on already. But it was just the way that they were portraying her, like, you know. I, it was just like, okay, we are not all like that. Why does it always have to end up being that way? No, you know? I think Why it's can't... yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, that's okay. I, just to finish your thought, the and I said this earlier, we're not soaps have not made the transition <clears throat> that the rest of the country has been making for the past decade, and that's why we're seeing the decline of daytime, the ratings, etc. I mean, we could talk forever about all the, the you know the idiosyncrasies of of the decline, you know everything from satellite, the advent of satellite television to TiVo. To the internet, where now that's what that's what we're watching. We're watching shows on the internet, you know, and that's taken away from network television. But but we're also missing the mark on the stories, the the the, the love, the relationships, you know, and and that's what needs to be reinjected. We're talking about you know people of color. It doesn't just have to be African American. It could be, you know, representation from from Indian, you know, the East Indian yeah. culture. You know, I mean, that's a, there's a great lack on our show of that. And, then, and every so often they'll throw a character on like Raul, whose real name is Raul, but they said let's soften it and make it Raul. Or they bring on Rafe, and they call him Rafe. But you know what? I call him, if you watch, what I call him Raphael because that's his name. It's Raphael. It's crazy to me. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of like what Weinar has done for for cultures, I mean, I remember in the in the might have been in the early nineties, whenever Jack was getting involved with uh, Luann or Leanne, was it Leanne or Luann? I think it was Luann. Juan, Leanne, Leanne Ryan, yeah. Le- or not Ryan, yeah. Leanne Love. No, 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 no. The the Asian uh, Juan, Luann. You're not Luan, listening. That's oh, yeah. Kimo's, Kimo's mom, right? Was it? Was it Kimo's mom? Yeah, Kimo's mom. I thought that was great because it was like, it wasn't, you know, she didn't, she wasn't into karate or she wasn't into, you know, whatever. She, they, they had a normal, I mean, their, their daughter was a lawyer and, and Kimo was, I think, maybe studying to be a lawyer or a doctor or a lawyer or something. They, they had normal people. So I think that to that point, that's what, you know, it was fun to watch that. It was really good to watch that. So I, I totally call her. I totally see where you're coming from. And I agree with you. 
Yeah, and then they had Jimin, and they just killed him off. You know, we liked him. We wanted him to stay. Yeah, a lot of people did. Yeah, a lot of people liked his character, and um, I don't know why he was let go. I can't can't tell you. If I were were writing the show, if I were in charge of the show, you know, I would have brought on uh, an Asian writer or two, and then absolutely an African-American writer, if not two or three you know, to propel the storylines and to keep current with what's going on, the pulse of the culture, you know, and, and it only makes for better writing and television and, and better sales, I think, foreign. You know, I mean, imagine what we could do uh, abroad in Asia if we had a, a current Asian storyline on the show, you know. Yeah, I mean, there are lots of possibilities that to, you know, get new fans in there, but they keep with the same storyline and, and – the viewers are like, okay, I've seen this, you know, come on, give me something better. Like, you know, get back to what, you know, the families, which is what we really want to see. Not everything has to be like somebody stealing somebody's baby or if they're breaking up a couple, they always bring someone else into the picture. You don't need a third party. I mean, there are a lot of issues that you can cover that, you know, that kind of either pulls a couple together or rips them apart. And, it, you know, it seems like they always constantly bring in somebody else or repeating the same storylines, and it's just kind of like, okay, all right, I've seen it. What, what, what do you have for me next? Like, you know, move on already. It gets old. It gets old, darling, and that's what you're saying. Yeah, well, I, hey, I thanks for calling and, and voicing an opinion. I think that's awesome. And I think it's so cool that you called all the way from Canada. You're welcome. I'm going to be in L.A. at the end of the, the month. I don't know if I'm coming to the wine or dinner, though, but... Well, oh, you should. You well, should. I'm, going to the, I'm going to the JM and, and, and DG event, so I, well, I'm still trying to work it out because I want to go to Cuba after L.A., so I'm still trying to figure out how that will work. So we'll see. Nice. I'll decide in the next week. Nice. Oh, great. Well, we're we're looking forward to seeing you uh, at the at the dinner, and and uh, we'll wrap that. All right. Take okay. care. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for calling in. You're now, I I do I do have a question for you, and um, you know we've been speaking very candidly and very openly and everything, and uh, you know you you do have the option of telling me you don't want to answer or no comment what I'm about to ask, but. Uh, you know, we've been, we we have been mentioning about the the character Karen on the show, who was played by Mia Peoples. I I do love the woman; she's a very great actress. And and one of the things that I did want to mention, um, because I, I I was not I, I did hear about this interview. I wasn't too fond of the comments about um, when she said that you were not prepared on set when she did scenes. I did not like how that came off, and I. I you know, it it just seems a very it just seems very flippant to me, if I could use that word. Uh, but uh, you know, I don't know if you heard about that or if you had an opinion about that or you, you wanted to comment on that. So I just want to pose sure. That to you. Sure. Um, yeah. The uh, that particular uh, interview, if you talk to Mia Peoples about it, she will tell you which she told me out of context, meaning this. Those words were actually said, but they were said in a different light. And so often it's all about shades during a, you know, a conversation that you have with someone. And that was, I think, done on a similar sort of venue 
like tonight, she did that uh, on a radio show. Yeah. And then it was taken down from audio and put into print, and only uh, certain words were used, and the slant was a serious one as opposed to the interview that she did. And I never listened to it. She asked me to listen to it because I called her about it. I said, hey, what's up? You know, we hold on one second, Lola. I'm talking. Um, I'm, hold on one second, Lola. Um, she she told me that that she meant everything in jest, and it was a very funny sort of way of saying, "Hey, listen, this is what we're dealing with." You know, she's asked the question of what's it like working with these characters on YNR. Let's start with Christoph St. John. Oh yeah, well, and and in jest, she goes, "Ah, oh, the guy's never prepared. And he comes to the set. He doesn't know his lines." Blah blah blah. You know, and sure, that happens to all of us. It happens to the best of us. Oh, absolutely. It happens to the guy, the, the, the guy that I, you know, said I, I, is one of my, is my favorite male character, Eric Braden. I mean, quite often he'll come to the set and he doesn't know his lines and, you know, he'll, he'll learn them on the spot. But, <clears throat> you know, it, 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 was taken, it was taken much more serious in that secondary interview. The first time, if you listen to that, was what, which is what you told me, it was all done in jest, in fun, very light-humored. You know, and then there's been some serious things said about the character of Tyra and even Marcel. And I can tell you this, they didn't get along. The two ladies did not get along on the show. And, and this was, um, you know, not right from the beginning. It sort of developed over some weeks and months. And Nia has commented about that before. And, and you know, I'm, I'm not going to go out on a limb and tell you exactly what their issues were, but I can tell you that, you know, definitely towards the end, um, it, it was it was not that pretty. There were moments that I thought, oh, I, I'm going to have to step in between the two of them. <laughs> wow. So, wow. Yeah, you know, and that's and that's news for you. But you know, all the other stuff that that was said in that in that interview was uh, was definitely you know lighthearted stuff, and that's what happens in the press. That's exactly uh, true. Thanks so much for being honest with that. Before you go, we would love for you to record a promo for us. We have all of our guests do, including your best friend, Daniel Goddard. He's he's recorded a few for us. Are you up for it? You want to do it? Of course. What do you want me to do? I, I, I'm not selling out, am I? I'm not showing up no, for someone to do the radio no. show live and in person not for the next six months out of my life, am I? <laughs> no, this is what I look forward to. You can just say, hey, this is Christopher St. John from Young and the Restless, and you're listening to Buzzworthy Radio. Or you could totally put your spin on it and, and improvise and do whatever you want. But it's up to you. And whenever you're ready, we will totally record it. You ready? Yeah, sure. Let's go. You tell me when. All right, we're ready. Okay. Hey, hey, this is Christoph St. John, a.k.a. Neil Winters, coming to you from Southern California from KRIS. This is Buzzworthy Radio, your number one station for fun, loving, under the sun. Keep it tuned right here every, every month, every day. You know what? I See, if I improvise, it's going to get jacked up. But I'll end it with peace, love, and light from your man, Neil Winters, a.k.a. Crystal. There it is. <laughs> Love it. That's awesome. I like that. I even like the part where he says, if it's improvised, it's going to get jacked up. I'm, I'm going to keep that, though. That, that, that's good. Also, <laughs> Even just how it is. Because you know what? I was trying to riff, and then I lost my train of thought. See, you tried doing an interview for this long with your six-year-old, you know, and then she gets, 
she's getting a little, you know, she wants to uh, to go out and, and, and do the video store, the Blockbuster, and I had to con her into sitting still and watching uh, SpongeBob. So now she's looking at me and she's trying to tug on me, you know, to, to go on the Blockbuster. So that's what we're <laughs> Well, having. I think you better go on the Blockbuster then. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> And yes, also, sir. we gotta we gotta wish Navelle J. Lee a happy birthday. It's his birthday tomorrow, so happy birthday, Navelle. Oh well, thank you very much. I appreciate you're that. Welcome. My you man, Navelle, Navelle J. Lee, my man. So it's gonna um, be your birthday. How old are you gonna be, or how how young are you gonna be? Twenty-four. 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 Yeah. I'll, I'll be a little cynical here and say I remember 24 and enjoy it while you can. <laughs> I I am trying. I am trying. So hopefully, uh, well. It's a good year. You'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, I will. Christoph, thank you so much for coming on. It was an honor talking to you. You, like I said, you, you're, you are one of the coolest people we've ever had on. You're you're so you're honest, and, and that's what we love in a guest. And you really you, you give a great interview. So thank you so much. You're very welcome, and Navelle, this is for yes. you. Happy birthday to 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 Looking forward to seeing you in L.A. in a few weeks, all right? Okay, we'll see you at the fan club uh, dinner, not the luncheon. They changed it this year. They're charging a little bit more, and they said, hey, instead of lunch, we'll throw you a little bit of chicken in the, at, at nighttime, and we'll charge you 20% more. <laughs> I know, exactly. What, the, what is that? But I'm going to go anyway, so, you know, there you go. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, cool, man. We'll, we'll catch up with you there. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Nabelle. All right. We'll see you. Okay, guys. Bye-bye. Wow. That was that was awesome. Like I said, that was an awesome interview. I, I love when we get the behind-the-scenes stuff. That was really cool. That was a very, very one of my favorites. One of my favorite interviews so far, and everybody else loved it. Um, we are actually going to be on. We're going to be on early tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Pray, pray to life that I'll get up. Lynn Herring will be on from 9 to 9:30 before she heads over to Brandon's Buzz. Um, and then we're going to be back on Monday and Tuesday. We'll let you know about that tomorrow. So stay tuned for more information on Buzzworthy. Make sure you get the latest buzz with BWR. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Take care. Hi, this is Dr. Blockstein, and you're listening to Buzzworthy Radio on Block... What? No, I I can't do it like he does it. I I just can't. All right, I'll try. (coughs) It is Buzzworthy Radio. Where you can get the latest buzz on all your favorite shows and stars. Buzzworthy. <laughs> God, that hurts my voice. <laughs>